Hemshech Hayim Beis, Volume 1, we're middle of Mimer 26. The Eila Teilus. This week's 100 years ago. And it's chapter 103, Kuv Gimel, page Kuv Tzadik Zayin, 197. So here we're middle of a story. Actually, literally. Sphira from the word story. So there's three interpretations in Sphira. Misper, discussed at length, number. The number of existence, meaning quantity, and you reveal quality in it. We went over to Sphira from the word Sipur and Haggadah, which we're middle of, coming to a conclusion, actually. This, this last chapter in it. And then there will be Sphira from Evan Sapir, Behirus, Illumination. What's the story that the spheres tell us? That's what the Rebbe Rashab has been concerned with. So the first, so he speaks about it in levels. It's really extremely eloquent, like an art piece of art. That the first thing the spheres reveal to us is the kalim reveal the air. Air is like so-called, called potential, energy, the energy of chesed, the energy of chachma. The keli grounds it and tells you the story. It would be like the faculties that you have in your nefesh, and they're not expressed through an organ or through a limb or through an instrument, it remains concealed. That's the first level. Then it says the spheres of Atzils also reveal the source of that's higher than Atzilis, the levels that are higher than Atzilis, meaning like the Kaychis. In Kaychis, it's be the Kaychis Nalamim, the Kaychis Atzmim. So it reveals to you that there are things that, a potential state that's beyond what's revealed. It's not just what you see, what you get. There's a whole story behind the story. All the way in the, in the, in the words of uh, the Elamis, it reveals the ten hidden spheres from before the symptom. So the root that brought these faculties and forces and attributes into place, that was the Machshavas Nalhanalomis, that's the words from Rabbi Shemtev, who's quoted by the Pardis in explaining the story, the hidden thoughts. <coughs> and then in Maimar Elotel, this in chapter 99, he starts another level. And that besides is revealing to us the, the, the faculties and the structure of existence and the root of the structure reveals to us the bligvul of Elokus. And he explains this, first he explains it in the context of when you look into heaven, Shemai Mesaprim, the heavens tell the story. What do they tell us? They tell us about something that's beyond gvul. The fact that existence, that nothing, no, no, no celestial body dies, that's constantly moving, that's coordinated, even though they're all gvulim, tell you that there's some choreographer that's beyond gvul. That's chapter 99. And then he went and explained, that, and that's what we're in the middle of now, is how the esospheres reveal bleak gvul. And basically the nukuda was, the point was, of meven dover metech dover. That's what we're in the middle of. It brings the lush that we say, Given to our hearts. Imbue our hearts with Bina. What's Bina? So it's Bina is to understand one thing from another. And he explains what that means is that you begin with a process of Yediyas HaChiyuv. You know something. You know it well. And that leads you to say, but the real of it, the real thing is not something I know. Yediyas HaShlil, by negating. So is God Chochm? You begin by saying God has wisdom, and then you come to a point where you say he's beyond wisdom. But you can't say he doesn't have wisdom, so you say it's like he's not, not a chacham type of thing. And he explains that Yediyah Sashlil is also Yediyah. It's also Bina. It's not faith. But it's a Bina in the grandeur, the haflaw of Ensef. So the lower level, Chetzenia's Bina teaches us what something is. You understand? And Pnimi's Bina teaches you the grandeur of it. It's eminence, it's, it's magnitude, it's quality. So two people can look at the same thing, and, this, and the second one will see the, the hafla. That's the word he uses. Now to explain that, the last chapter, 102, 102. He goes into das and das tachten. That there's two perspectives. There's a perspective from below and a perspective from above. And he explains it in two ways. One is biyah and atzilis, where biyah is das tachten and atzilis is das elyon. The other is atzilis is das tachten and higher than atzilis is das elyon. That's what we're middle of, so just let me sum that up. So he says like this. Das tachten is that you're the yesh. I'm it. Our perception. Yeah, our perception. I am it. And he goes even further. Not only you're it, but also the elikus that's inside of you is a state of 
substance, it has a yesh in it. And the mystery, the ayin, which is not musuk, not comprehensible, is that which is beyond, that puts you here. That's the perspective of Bria. Bia. Perspective of Atsilas is the other way around. Is the Lakus is it. And and the ayin is is basically uh, insubstantial compared to because it's only a reflection and only a reflection of a ha'ara and a diminished reflection of the source. So what we call yesh it is from Atzil's point of view basically uh, insignificant. From the point of view we're talking purely of, not the kavana point of view of of, of uh, how much divine power it has, what's real. Yeah, and he explained an interesting thing. He said that um, when you say yesh in biyah, it doesn't mean yesh as an ego. It means yesh as an identity. The, the malachim in biyah, they understand divine. Each one in their own way. There's actually a distinction how one malach understands differently. They understand and they feel it differently. Um, however, it's in a concealed state. Meaning they exist and they feel the divine within them. And he says, even down below here, where the divine is hidden completely, to the point that we can make a choice and defy our own source that gives us energy, he says we defy it not because it's concealed, we defy it because we were given free will. If we weren't given free will, you wouldn't see it, but you also wouldn't defy it. So a stone, for example, also does not reveal, it's concealed in it, but a stone doesn't defy. That's Atsilus and Biyah. Now, how about higher than Atsilus? Higher it goes like this. Atsilus is completely aligned to Elikus. But it's a structure. It's a structure of Chachmabina, Chesed Gvura. In that sense, that's that's a Yesh. And the Bligvul that put it here, that's the Ayin. Because it's unknown to Atsilus. And from the point of view of the Bligvul, Atsilus is an Ayin. And that's the Yesh, Amiti. That's essentially what he said here. Yeah, Esther Sagnus is similar more to, uh, that's like Atsilas, yeah. the close, yeah. Right, yeah, Esther Sagnus is compared to the Bligvul of that before that Sagnus. So here's what he says now. He says, at the end of the chapter, he says that this is the difference between Sevu Kalam and Malak Kalam. That's Tachtan is Malak Kalam. Because you see the energy is manifest in existence. And Sevu Kalam, which is beyond, everything is. It's like nullified in its presence. That's das alien. I'm just reading the last lines of the chapter. He talk from the emanator to the emanations. It's das alien. It's the level of das alien. Above is the reality. And below, they're only a reflection. So now he continues in Kuv Gimel, which is literally a continuation. Now this Deya, which he's saying Daselian, also exists in the emanations. In other words, it's not mutually exclusive. Talk about Mashiach, we've talked before. Because you could say, based on this, you know what? We're locked. How much can we really reach on our own? All we can reach is as much as a yesh can understand that it has a source. But we'll never see it from the perspective of the source. Which limits and and compromises the interface. Because the goal is that we and God should see it eye to eye. So now he's saying, this Deya, even from the perspective from above, we can also discover here. Because remember, remember he's talking about that that Atzil is the essence of Atzil, tell a story also of Bligvul. Because you could argue, you know what, Atzil can tell us a story of Gvul, Chayecha Gvul, of gods, but it can't tell us about Bligvul, because Bligvul is out of our uh, grasp. Now he's saying that embedded in our program of Gvul, there's a Bligvul elements. What we learned before was the grandeur of something. Which is beautiful, because you know, like for example, you can stand in front of the Niagara Falls, or other wonders of nature, and not be in awe, hypothetically. It's, it's, it's just, so what? You have a little water coming out of your faucet, and here you have a lot of water coming. Why are we in awe of it? The awe 
means because implanted in it is something that's beyond just uh, water r- hitting rocks. This, that we were able to sense grandeur in, in, in things. That's what he said. And I'm going to continue now. This is also Maven Dover Meteh Dover. That's the blessing. If we didn't have Maven Dover Meteh Dover, you could only understand what you understand. But the fact that you can extrapolate and say, you know what, I understand it here, and this, my mind works, and that's leading me to understand something else. That's the tool that leads us into places that are beyond. That's really the, the, the secret of creativity. Someone tells you a thought, and your mind is able to say, you know what, hmm. but that thought leads me somewhere else. And I don't just mean um, uh, ver- uh, what's this? Ver- horizontally, but also uh, vertically. In other words, it can lift you to another place. From one thing that you comprehend, how do you bowl asoga hofchis ma'akademis? You come to a, a, an alteri- al- a contrary comprehension from the preceding one. Well, he says, how do you bow? You could. You could. But he says here, Hari Huba, he does come because he's talking about someone that is uh, is traveling. Yeah, of course you could, you could not, you could also, yeah, you could also not have the first Asaga too. I understand what you're saying. What does that mean? Even though the comprehension of Das Tach, the meaning of our perspective from below, is that creation came from nothing, meaning from an unknown. To the yes, to a known, meaning my substance, like I said before, both the creatures of Bria and the emanations of Atsilas, both of them see it that way. That we're here, and we came from some type of mysterious, you know, the, beyond the doors of perception. What does this mean? That means that the energy the, and, the, and the revelation is in them, is a muhusum mitzis dover. It's something of substance, as a personality and uh, and and a uh, an identity that's comprehensible to them. That's what existence is about, right? We comprehend our state. He's still it's, it's the middle of a of a phrase, and the bitla eir and the bitla of this energy compared to the the, the core. Is only that he's not tefer smokim, meaning you only feel that you're uh, you're like uh, insignificant compared to the source, which is infinitely distant. This is the perception of das tachten. So what does it know? Let me let's make it clear. It's I exist. I have the divine in me, but I have it in a way that I can identify with it. But since I know something mysterious is out there that brought me here, put me here. So I have a certain bittle to it. My bittle is not fissus makim. I'm insignificant compared to my source. But you exist. And you're that's the first hasaga. That's Maven Dover. Hari Hubali Day Asaga Kheras, but coming but this this doesn't stop here. It leads you to another conclusion, to a, a, a different comprehension that's even actually contrary to this. You come to realize one second. It's not just I'm here and he's beyond and I'm insignificant. That compared to him, everything is upside down. He sees the whole thing differently. That the energy that I that I that that that's that's sustaining me, that's is not is is completely nullified. It's not even a mehusimitzis. What I think is a mehusimitzis from his perspective is not really is not real. Not substantial. And it's truly iron from that perspective. Parentheses. And this second knowledge, how in other words, it's perspective of Das Elyon, how Das Tachten sees Das Elyon, that comes from Das Tachten, that comes from your previous comprehension. Because the, the divine energy manifested and enclosed itself internally and, and comprehensibly, in other words, because you know that what's inside of you is a reflection, that you are aware of that. So therefore, compared to the source, it's in a form of, uh, so the source of it, what you are, is in a form of ayin. In other words, 
Even Das Tachn is not completely me, me, me. It's not selfishness. It's exist. It's it's an existence that's aware of the divine, but it's aware that the divine is just a reflection. And therefore, I'm insignificant compared to that. But also, we have, in other words, we have the ability to also understand it from the source's perspective. That's the chiddush, not just from our perspective. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I mean, he didn't finish yet. Let's see here. It means that we're able to understand something that is contrary to us, essentially. That's why I said, or oh, we're able to understand that from the perspective, that from the divine perspective, that's reality, and we're not. Even though, right a second later, you're still in your reality. The im heyes the shnei hadeis hofchim hofchim that even though both these perspectives are diametrically opposites. Because from the lower perspective, the reflection is is a personality and identity, a substantive entity. It's insignificant. In truth, from the perspective of the infinite divine, they're both true. No, it's not just... Because now he's asking a question. Since they're opposites, how can we really get that? It's two different worlds. You know, imagine, you look at a stone, a stone looks at you. Okay? You, you, a stone doesn't, stone can only get it from its perspective. How can we get a perspective that's coming from a thing that's outside of us that's not like us? So he's answering, because Ada himself is really higher than both of them. If he was defined by that, we wouldn't be able to get it. Because he's beyond both, in other words, he jo- they're both true. Vizarian Kael Deus Hashem. This is in Shmuel, the book of Shmuel. It says, Kael Deus Hashem. That God is is deus, plural. That their God is, has, has knowledges, so to speak. The shame kale nesa beis hadeus. That the name kale of Hashem carries contains two perspectives. because from the from because due to the desire of atzmos lias elamis that there should be a world mitzad zeha orav alikisu b'chinis mitzis because let's let the, let the, let's define why is there a das tach in the first place? It's not just because we have absence of wisdom. It's because God created us in a way that we should be that way. So the desire of God there should be a world caused a, a, a reflection to be a mitzvah dover. He wants us to be an independent entity. And from the perspective of atzmus, it's insignificant. What does that mean? How could you say these two statements? He wants a mitzvah dover, and he wants it to feel to be insignificant. So he says that's because the simsumatzmus, the divine, is concealed. That causes das tachten. But don't make it less divine. The divine wants it to be concealed, and therefore wants a perspective like that. So it's important. Yeah. However, through feeling this source, and he says, what does that mean? That there's a root and a source for this reflection, which is now became Mitzvah's Dover Das Tachten, lower perspective, Hugili Pchinis Das By sensing that it comes from somewhere, in other words, knowing that that which you are independent entity and feeling yourself as existence, you know that itself comes from somewhere, that's already giving you a taste of that Das Elyon. Shabal Biti. That brings you, Shabal, that brings them to a state of real Bitl. In other words, what we're saying is like this. It's interesting, very... I mean, it's said, but it's an interesting way of putting it. You could say God created a table, chairs, whatever, stones, even intelligent creatures like us. But we're still a creature, and He's the Creator. And the most we can come to is to know that. My creature, identify the Creator. <clears throat> and therefore, obviously, I'm insignificant. The Creator is far, far, far more powerful than I am. He put me here. So I stand in bittle to him. I stand in awe. I stand in subjugated. But the question is that you know, can you know what he's thinking, so to speak? He's saying, yes, you could. He's like, that the God, because he wants you to be this way. So you're not just stopping there and saying, I'm a creature that identify my creator. I start asking the question, why did he put me here? 
why am I a creature in the first place? And then I realized, one second, if I'm a creature, it means God did something to allow me to feel that I'm independent. So I realized there's a symptom. If there's a symptom, what is it like without the symptom? So you're able to reach a lot more than just knowing I'm a creature subjugated to a, a source. I realize there's a source that's not concealed, and if that, if that source were not concealed, I wouldn't be an independent reality. He wants me to be independent. That tells me that Das Elian is more than I'm just subjugated as a creature, that I'm completely not Tefus Makkah. Because the first level is I exist, but I'm subjugated. Once I come to realize that the whole thing is just because he wants me to be here, you really realize that you're really nothing. Much more nothing. I'll say, he wants me here? Yeah, for that reason I'm here. But only because he wants me here. Not because he needs, because I need to be here. You understand what I just said? The first level, you could say, the Creator put me here. So I, I, I'm, 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 uh, I'm bottled to him, subjugated. But I'm an entity in my, my eyes. But when you come to realize you're only an entity because he wants you to be here. And he has a reason for it. So your bitl is far deeper than just, of, let's say, a servant to a slave. To a, a servant to a master. Because you're really getting to see from his perspective the whole thing. That's bitl amiti. I'm trying to think of a way of putting it. Yeah, here's, here's a way of saying it. Let's say someone chooses you to be their messenger. And you know, and you meet this person, they're far, far superior to you. And you feel honored to be their messenger, to bring a message to somebody. You bring the message. So, yes, you have bitl, but your bitl is such, I'm not like my messenger. Like the, I'm not like the dispatcher, but I'm still, he needed me to do this. So I have a certain uh, value. But then you come to realize that, one second, the messenger created me. My whole being, being I'm sorry, the dispatcher created me. My whole being is only because he concealed himself from me. So then you realize, one second, I'm, I'm like part of a whole master plan. I'm not just an entity that's subjugated to a, ma- to a, to a source. The source has put me here in with my perspective, and therefore you start realizing a whole different type of bitl as a result of that. It's like what the Rebbe says in the Sikha Chaisar to the Shluchim. Are you a messenger or a matchmaker? A shatchen or a, shli- or, or a shliach? A broker is also doing a job, but he has, he has a mitzvah there. He gets something from it. And a shliach is complete channel. Okay. Is that a little bit more organic, holistic than that? That really your existence is him? Is what? Is him. That ultimately, yeah. I didn't say that because he didn't say those words, but ultimately it becomes that. that your existence is him, and even for, and, and him even deeper than him, because it's him how he's able to conceal himself. Because it's him how he's revealed, and there's him how you are just a product of his concealment, which is far deeper him, if you know what I'm saying. Because the, the first level is the concealment is, is you feel yourself as an existence. Mm-hmm. See, das tachten, at the end of the day, the problem with it, the limitation of it is, it's a yesh that's bottle, at best. But the yesh is yesh. And on the contrary, the fact that we don't, can't go further says, you know what, okay, put me here. In my world, I'm going to do what I want. It's almost like compartmentalization. It's almost opposite of real achdus. And there is a shit like that by Jews. There is those that hold that. It's a certain compartmentalization of Judaism where, you know, I'm a Jew when I'm a Jew and now I'm on, on the terms of the world. You know, and it's two different things. Dina machus dina. A Jew at home and a non-Jew in the street. Now the now I'm... Uh, and they really feel it's two different worlds. But if you understand that Das Elian also seeps into Das Tachten, there's no such thing. Even when you're doing that, that's you're there only because God put you there. Not because the Deltas Tefes Malkim, or like in a sense God said, you know what, it's like when we say so Chol comes with an argument and says one second you have your domain it's called Shabbos now it's my day Sunday Monday Tuesday yes I'll do everything God wants me to do halacha, but this is my domain here Chol dominates here the rules of life dominate Shabbos the rules of, of, uh, of Kedusha dominate again we're not talking about Anavera we're saying Masomat and Bamuna you follow the rules but don't give me, bring me Yechudi law doesn't come here there's no bitl mitzvah. It's bitl hayesh. But you say das elyon. You're saying one second. Who put you here? Your chayl. God, the same God put you here for a reason. 
And the only thing he, why you're chayil is because he concealed himself more. That's all it is. So really, your whole goal, the goal is to become chayil. And on the contrary, your chayil has probably more, when you transform it, it's going to even be deeper than Shabbos. So that already is like, you know, but, but many people have that. They say, Rabbi, come to me when you're know, in Kippur. But uh, now I'm, I'm busy with other things, that type of thing. I mean, we all have this type of... Uh, this is fundamentally, essentially, Chassidus Chabad, without the Chimson Kipshute. You know, without mentioning names, there are, there are theories that are different than this. And they'll call what we're saying, what I just said, some call radical imminence of God's unity, or God's presence. I've heard that from a rabbi. It's the radical Im- that Hasidim believe in the radical imminence of God's reality, meaning that God really exists. That sounds pretty good. I know, but he calls it radical imminence. So I, I asked somebody, what does he mean by radical imminence? Is he here or not here? But radical imminence means that he's actually, that, you know, God is really here, not just hypothetically. It's subtle Azav Hashem, it's a subtle form of Azav. Look, it's easier to see it that way because it's it's much easier. Achdus Hashem is far. Because they're saying that we're fanatics, basically. We really think that God that God, that God they they live with God every. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Radical imminence means that. Don't take it that literally. Okay. The ultimate. No, I hear you. I mean, when you say ultimately, there's nothing else but God. That sounds to me like that's alien. But I'm trying to say that ultimately, if you really want to put ourselves in God's shoes, so to speak, and see it from His perspective, the ultimate true das alien is that there is a emestika das dalton. That figured out about das alien. Das dalton figured out the whole thing about das alien. The das dalton is the ultimate for us from our perspective. Yeah, that's what God wants. Absolutely. <laughs> not a, not a, not a, no, 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 no. Absolutely, absolutely right. The truth is, you, you, you can't talk. This really is a process, a progression. You have to start with where you are, and start to extrapolate. You know, and climb. Then you come to what you're saying. Then you come even deeper than that. You come to a point where Atmos is neither Das Tachon and Das Elyon, and that's where they can become fused as one, and it's like almost no difference. Right. Not, no, no. There's a point where you go higher. Where yeah. think of it this way: before creation is purely dasalia, no das tachn at all. Okay, but there's nothing to talk about. Simtsum allows for das tachn. That's the kavana. Then you start filling this hole of the black hole with light. You start getting seeping in from the kav stuff from Dasalian. And then more and more and more. Now Dasalian is starting to like join Dasnachna. And then you come to realize, one second, there must be an entity that's beyond both of these that, that brought them into play in the first place. That's neither bound by Dasalian. That, the reason God can create Dasnachna is because he's not bound by Dasalian. If he was defined by Dasalian, he wouldn't have a Dasnachna. Or it would be an illusion. Yeah, yeah, and ultimately because even perception itself. Right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly. But let, but let's, but one second. But let's not overdo this because he's speaking here specifically. What he wants to say here is that Das Tachten, Maven Dover Dover, you've come to Das Elyon. Let's just continue. That's where he's right here right now. Basically, in other words, in our Gvuldic existence, we're coming to understand the perspective from above. Yeah. Sort of putting ourselves in God's shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're able to do that. Okay, let's continue. And it's also, and that causes a whole different bitla miti. It's no longer just bitla hedut fissus makim. Like a bitla hedut fissus makim means that I'm bottle when I'm in his presence. But when I'm on my own, I'm a pretty big guy, you know. Bitla miti means even when I'm on my own, I'm not on my own. Even when I'm alone, so to speak. I'm, the whole reason I'm here is because he put me here. So it's a real bitla, it's real daselia. That's a distinction, essentially. You know, there are people like, you know, when the king comes around, the leader, they suddenly uh, shrivel up. But when he's not there, hey, I'm king. You know? <laughs> and then there's also the bit lamiti. And 
And in the light and energy that flows, in other words, there's two things. Because energy came through a concealment of the core. And nevertheless, he's, he's cleaves to the source. The mitzadat simsum, who pchinis mitzias air, or mitzadat dveikus, shenigus boyatzmus pchinis bittel dekula kamek lachoshev. So he's showing here how the energy itself actually has two tenuas, two movements. One, because of simsum. In other words, think of it like this: the energy in its source is completely just the source, like like light in the sun. Now that the light is emerging, we're not talking about in space; we're talking conceptually. So now it's not in the source, but it's light. Because you're diminishing it, you can you can somewhat grasp it. At the same time, it did not become a keli. It didn't become something else. It's still connected. So it has these two elements. So it's not that simsum. It feels exist. It's there's a, let's, again the words are. It's not that simsum and it's not that bitl. So it's mitzias that's bitl, essentially. Obaprotius, and more specifically, Ah, so it's not that air has two different uh, properties; it's actually two levels in air. The mitzad chitzenius air, from the perspective of the outer dimension of energy, who begins das tachten, it's a state of das tachten, which means it senses identity. From the inner perspective of the energy, it's a form of dasalian. So in other words, it's not just that light has two properties. It has two levels, actually. Same thing from the perspective of the divine infinite light. From the outer dimension of Sof, which is the head and the root and the source of the emanations. Compared to this level, the energies that come into existence are, are substantial. Being that it's at least a, you can call it a source. And the Dasein, which is Bittl Metzies, that nothing is there, not even, no, yeah, no Metzies, from Metzad Primis, there in Sof. That comes from the inner dimension of the infinite divine light. Oh boy. I'll explain, I'll explain. Right, right, right. What time is it, by the way? And that's because Das Machlif Mokama Kesar, which I'll explain in a moment. Like it says elsewhere. Okay. Let me well let me explain to you what that means. Um Mokar at least. So he's going back to what he spoke about the Mokar, Chach Mistema. Okay. It goes like this. You'll see um, sometimes they count the ten spheres. You count Kesser, Chachma, Bina, you skip Das, Chesed, Gvur, Teferis, Netzchad, It's ten. Always it's ten. It can't be eleven. And sometimes you don't count Kesser, you start from Chachma, Bina, Das. Yes. Question Kabbalah asks, why like this? Sometimes why like that? So the answer is because um, in one count, when you count Kesha, you don't count Das. When you count Das, so everyone asks the question, what does this mean? Why do you count this one sometimes? Why do you count this one sometimes? Right? And the answer given is, depends whether you're talking the Pnimi Sanyonim or Chitseni Sanyonim. If you're talking chitzenius hamshachas, you're talking the outer dimension of hamshacha, then you count keser, and then you're counting the lower part of keser, arich. When you're counting primis, right, the way it becomes a source, it's connected to a source of atzilus. And, and why why don't you count das? Because das doesn't have a chitzenius, because das is a fundamental primi. Even though sometimes it says chitzenius a das, but it's explained because das chachmubini you could have. Gradations in das either you get it or you don't get it, that type of hergish. So it says it's not. It's a primi. Das is a primi as you can think. You see a bar das is someone who internalized it, 
Right. Hakara Hagosha is kashrus. Senses it resonates. And then when you count on primius, however, then you count Chochmabina Das. And primius Akesar is higher than the source. It's Atik, so it's not counted. Because Atik is always higher. Netak. That's essentially the Kabbalistic concept of it. Obviously, there's more to be said. There's questions on this itself. Because then the Maimarim, the Rebbe Rashab and Tafris Amachei, if that's the case, it's not Kesha Nimna, Enadas Nimna. It's always, whenever Kesar is Nimna, the lower Kesar, because of Chesayin, that's always Kesar is counted. It's talking about two different like apples and oranges. So that's that's question asked, but that's not relevant to us here. Just pointing it out. Here, why he's bringing it here is because he wants to say, Das Elyon is Mitzad Primis. That's what Das Machlif Mokamach Kesar. Because da, Das replaces... Huh? Right, the Primis. So when you look Primis, that's when Das replaces... Kesser in the count of spheres, which is the primisa kesser. So there's no primisa kesser there now because primis is not counting, you're counting das. Essentially, what he wants to say is that's das elyon, das. So there's no mitzvahs dover. Right. That means das has the ability to recognize no mitzvahs dover exactly. So from the chetzenius area itself, and we just said that das tachn is able to come to a comprehension. Das tachn, the lower. Comprehension is able to come to understand the higher perspective where everything below does, is insignificant or is completely non, non, non. Yeah, that's that's what he's basically saying. So essentially, light energy has two levels in it. Chetzenius of Eir Sof says, this, I'm, "I'm a source to you," and therefore there's das tachta. Chetzenius, when you take das is mokim replaces kesu, you're talking premius. When das comes to premius of Eir Sof, then das recognizes that. Uh, the Dasalian perspective. Next page. That's what it says. In the beginning it was dark and then came light. So the Gemara talks about what comes first. Erev and Baker by Kochim. Does the night come after the day? The night comes after the day. So in Kochim, the night always comes after the day. I'm sorry. The day, yeah, the night comes before the day. Kochim, the night comes after the day. Right, the Kachim night comes after day, but like Shabbos and so on, Yom Tov, you go, the night comes before the day. So, Bereshach HaShukha, for Kasfuz Vahi Erev, first it was night, and then came light. So, what does that mean? Bereshach HaShukha, who had Simtsum Arishin. Beginning was darkness, means it was the first Simtsum. Shai Dezen, Nimshach through that transmitted energy, that's Hadr Nuhura, Shubchinus Metzias Dover. Through that, the concealment allowed Er to become substantial. For Hadr Nuhura, Separate, you're allowed to become an yeah. entity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then followed, came light. He says that's. What means? In your light was a discerned light. What does it mean? Your light, we saw light. So he says, In your core light and energy. Then in your core light, I guess this means the light before the symptom, I think. Well, let's see in a second. Maybe not. In your core light was recognized the light, the lower light as the ayin of the yesha miti, that, that everything is nullified compared to him. In your light after the helm was... was Perceive the light before the yeah? No? I don't, um, maybe. The nircha no, the, no, the is higher than the ercha. That's what he's saying. But ercha atzmi doesn't sound that way. Okay. I'm not sure. Can I just, let me read another line and let's see, maybe we can get back to this. I'm not sure what he's saying here. Because it seemed to me before, like I, I thought he was saying, but ercha nira er would mean, but ercha lifni atzimtzum. Through the tzimtzum nira er, that's mitzvah's, that's what I thought. But yeah, but then, so, but then, how does it work? So, one second. Let's, let's, one second. It work like this. There's Atmis Primis Air is Das Elian. Chetzenis Air is Das Tachten. Okay? The Tzimtzum allows for Chetzenis Air to take place. The question is, how, so how does it work? What's Bo'er Air in that context? That's what I'm... Let's, let's read it for... In the order Atmi, you see... Yeah, I shall right. Of the Dasalian. 
But of the Yishamit, right. Of the Dasalian perspective. But which Ercha is, which is Ercha Atzmi, the Ercha after the Tzimtzum or the Ercha after, before the Tzimtzum? It's a Hadar it has to be after the Tzimtzum. Right. V'chadar Neir, Kamesha Kosa Ercha Nira Eir. I think you're right. Hadar Neir means, but Ercha, in the Eir that you have now after the Tzimtzum, Nira Eir, the higher level. But then I don't understand why Ercha Atzmi. You should say, not Ercha Atzmi, you should say Chetzen. Instead, so near the air is higher than Ercha. Of your air after the symptom. But Atzmi, I understand you're able to see, discern a light that's from the Yeshamiti from before the symptom. That's what he's saying. Okay, let's continue. I think that probably what Pashas really means. And this is also what it says. We say, in the beginning, it arose in his will. In his thought, rather. It arose to create the world with justice. Because in truth, Truth is creation. Isavus Avaya comes from the word Mahava. Havai is the creator. However, it's only the reflection of Shem Alakim. So that's the Midas Adin Bor Alakim. It comes through the name of Alakim. And then he joined. He uh, he uh, He injected into it. Whatever Shittif. He included in it. Shittif like Shutif. Shittif. He uh, partnered within it. Midas harachemim, compassion. Hainu gili etzim shem avaya. So creation came through tzimtzum, elokim, ha'ara, and then through that he also added a, a transmission from havaya, the etzim havaya. But derech klal in general, who hafer is ben hamshochet the brius elam hamshochet the matan teira. In general, this is the difference between what was transmitted by the creation and what was transmitted by Sinai by matan teira. The hamshochet the brius elam apchin is das tachten. Or well, transmitted by the creation of Pchinus Das Tachten, which is from lower perspective. Al Yedei Tera Mitzvah Mamshichim Gilei Pchinus Das Elyon. So by creation, what we have is God created a world. So we have a world that has its perception. That's Das Tachten, and through Tera Mitzvahs, we start seeing that you bring the Gilei of God's perspective, the divine, the higher perspective. Zayin Shitav Ima Midas Arachmim B'Matan Tera Shnemar Anoichi Hashem Alekecho. So generally speaking, it says by creation right away, but in general, when did it really happen? By Matan Teira. Because then you had not just Alakim, but And in general, in the energy is the two levels. That From the perspective of the Tzimtzum, the air, the energy is in a form of substance. It's going back to what he said before. It's according from its cleaving to the source, to the core of Bechinus Kala. It's in a form of nullification. Yeah, you have to say that's what he meant. Yeah. Now he goes back to the whole thing. So let's just sum up what we just learned briefly. Basically, briefly he said that even though there's two opposite perspectives, they both are true. And that even in the Das Tachten perspective, you can also get... Maven Dover Medech Dover, you can come to Dasalian perspective. That's what he basically said. And that he's explained there's really two levels in the process. One is the Chutzen Yusayir level, which there you still feel it's air, you feel God, you feel the divine, but it's a divine within you. So you are subjugated to the source, but you're not complete bittal. Then comes the Primius, you come to the deeper understanding. That really, from the source, all this is just kalach hashif. It's completely nullified. And this is the difference between Briya Salem and Matan Teira, essentially. What happens through Aveda, what you have on your own, and what happens through Aveda. So on your own, you can, you can come to a perception, but it's going to be a limited one. You don't have the perspective from the other side. And it's the symptom that gives Mitzias its air, it's, it's, it gives air its Mitzias, and it's the Vekus is what gives its air its Bittl. And this is going back now, means that the heavens tell us the story. 
of God's glory, Kale. The shame Kale, he got Kale based a deus. Ah, that's the next. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that. So Kale, he said, Kale, deus Hashem. The Kale concludes to that sound. So Shemayim is telling you not just one day that God exists, it's also telling you the second perspective. Wow, that's nice. You see the diuk in the pardis. Huh? The shame kale who kale beis adayas canal. Who pirish kafeit kale? What's kafeit kale? Who begins kafeit kavit tato? That's the lower glory, the lower honor. Is there any other word name for kavit? Honor, glory, dignity. Yeah, it's respect. It's, it's respect, obviously. Who kamashe kasev bezeir chelik alaf daf ches omed alaf, like he says in the zayir right in the beginning, eight a dok kavit. This is the COVID color. We give, we honor the queen, the bride rather. So that's Kveit Kale is COVID that Lamata Yesh, you exist. And Lamaila is Ayin, I don't understand. It's not comprehensible. That's why she's called Kala. My spirit goes out, is kolsa, uh, is yearning, is reaching, is expiring. What's kolsa? Um, rising. rising. It's it's inspiring. Because it's not comprehensible, that causes the, the, the thirst. I want something. That's kala. So kala is seeking. Seeking. It quenches thirst. It's quenches thirst. So now he goes back to the meaning. So we have, what do we say? Hashemayim is happening, Kveid Kale. Kale is both days. And Kveid, he says, the lower covet. And the heavens tell the story. From the word, also Meirim, Behirus. They tell and radiate. Illuminate. Illuminate. Uh, I know, but he didn't go there yet. Yeah, yeah, but that's the same. In this story also illuminates to some extent. It's revealing that in Kovit Tata, in the Kala, in Kvait Kale, should be the higher dimension. That they should have the Gili, the, the revelation of the higher perspective. Through sensing the core, that causes them to have the Bitl Vzein Hashuv. So she has Rotse. He's basically saying Ashamayim Mesapim Kveit Kale is including two things. Kveit Kale means Kale means both perspectives. And what's Kveit Kale? Because Kveit Kale is the respect, the, the the honor, the glory, or the respect of Kale. He says is really the lower covet, but it's getting in it the higher covet. So, so I'm not sure. Ashamayim Mesapim Kveit Kale that it Mesapim both covet, Tatan covet, or it, it it tells and radiates into into the lower covet kale from both days. That's what it looks like. Great kale. So simply put, the stories tell uh, relate to us yeah, the exactly. honor of God. But what's the honor? The honor could be the lower level kala. Yeah, covet And that, because it's kale, coming from kale, it, even the kala gets her, her thirst quenched by getting a tasalian and then comes the shuv. So it's resolved. Resolution after the tension. And all this is because the air is and all this is because is the level of air being that it is bound, cleaved to its source. The Also the level of Rotse. That also the level of yearning, also the yearning of the kala is because of its cleaving, its being bound to the source. Like we learned before, chapter 91, about the nature of flame. Remember we talked about a flame, that without the wick that grounds it, the flame on its own is reaching upward. That's the way it should be. So he's saying even kala on its own, even the kavitata, 
The Kosh came Bechinus Hashuv. He's basically explaining that even in the Nigel stage, even the lower stage, it's also a yearning. But the Kosh came for sure Bechinus Hashuv, where the Dasayin is revealed. The Kvot Shemayim, the Shemayim Mesapim, they reveal because there's a revelation of Atmos that it comes from the cleaving to it. By cleaving, that causes it to have that feeling. Even a yearning from Yeah. You couldn't have a yearning if you weren't. Let me see. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because there's a step where you don't even. Yeah, you. Right, exactly, exactly right. So that's why it's maven dover metech dover, because that's why. Remember, the interface here is critical that you want it to be on your terms, not that just God sent you a shocha. So by on your on your terms, you're able to send something, a distance, and you're, you're thirsty. Since you're thirsty, there's a response that gives you quenches your thirst, and that's a higher level. Yeah, because that's a critical component throughout that he wants it to be. On your terms and on the divine terms. And if you were so distant that there was no, as you said, no yearning, there's no keli here altogether. You're not even reaching. Good point. This is all coming to explain. This is Indian. That the Eris, being that they're not silas, so they're ready, some revelation. Remember, the whole point here is that Atzillus is revealing the Bligvul. So you have to have something to begin with. So Atzillus is the beginning. Atzillus is the divine emanations. So he says like this. <coughs> so Atzillus being that there's Eris in there, so they already have a Dveikus, they have a sense, even though it's a Metzius. They're existent and they're on their own. They're das tachten. They misapper megala. They reveal. They tell. They relate and reveal the level of the higher perspective. How everything is nullified by him compared to him. Vabitlu by er gufa and this bitl is an er itself. Shubchinus mitzias dover. And this level of bitl is an energy itself, which is now of substance in atzilus. Harihubchinus bitl the kalom etzad hergesh atzmis. It becomes in a state of Nullif- total nullification because of the sense of atzmis, of the core, of the source. This is an example for the unity, the divine unity down below in Tachtenim. And the revelation of this is Natsilas. In Natsilas, this is revealed. Natsilas reveals even the bleak vol, as he just said, even the beyond. But below, down here, you need Torah and Mitzvahs. To, to present, to illuminate the higher perspective, also below, This is already the innovation, the Chiddush, the, the new thing that happens through the unity that happened in the Torah compared to creation. So in other words, from Atsilis' point of view, Atsilis was created. It doesn't need any Aveda. Atsilis on its own reveals those higher levels. But if you want to reveal them down here, then you need Chidush. Because that's Gileahelim. Atsilis just reveals the concealed. And reveals even that concealed dimension of the Aselian. And below you need it through Torah Mitzvah. That's the Chidush. Because below we need a Chidush. Because we we're not revealing the hidden. Here there's actually a new Yesh. There's a Yesh. A real substantial Yesh. And this is the meaning that spheres are from the word. He's concluding now the second interpretation from the word story and narrative. This is higher than number that we spoke earlier, which is the level of Malchus. Malchus, if you remember, because of its containers, you can count them. Higher than Malchus is really the, the number of count is more qualitative. It's a count that is higher than count. As he discussed earlier, and story, the narrative is in general levels that are higher than Malchus. 
And this is already the dimension that containers are revealing the energy. So now he's summing up the whole thing. Remember we spoke, we summed up that much earlier we learned that misper, the number, is primarily kalim, that recognize in number, in quantity, you recognize quality. But you go higher than malchus, number becomes less of a substantive thing, but story becomes a bigger, important thing. Now what story is it telling? So the first the story is a lot of levels here. That so the first level of of the story is that it's revealing is the levels higher than Malchus, which means Kalim revealing air. That was chapter, if you recall, that was the first chapters um, ninety five. No, I'm sorry, no, no, even earlier. What am I talking about? No, no, no. That was chapters ninety one and on. From 91 and on, he explained this thing, how Kalim Megala Air, remember the whole thing with fire, and how without the container, without the faculty, the air remains, expires on its own. That's the first step. It's a whole summary of the whole sections. Then goes Vagam, the next step, which begins at chapter 91. Then the next step was 95, and especially 96 and on. Vagam, Shadea Kalim, Va'edah, Subchinus, Gilele, Kushbe'elamis. No, I'm sorry. That was still earlier. No. That also the, through the containers and the energies you have the divine revelation in the worlds. Dagbolas hamisper, the confinement, the definition and the the the, the parameters of number, Huliyas Bikinis Hamitsias the Elemis. There it's really relates more Elias is because there's the existence of worlds. So there's a number. This world is defined by numbers, by Kalim, if you remember. Containers define quantity, that we live in a world of numbers. And Sipur, the second meaning in spheres, comes generally to tell us that there's a revelation of the divine in the world. But that's still everything in the first discussion. This is all 91 through 94. That's the revelation of the energies of Atsilas, revealing them in the world that exists. That we have Chesed and Gvura. But now he goes to Machshavis Hanalamis. What about the hidden things that Atsilas reveals? So Sipur already tells us more than a number. A number tells you that existence has a number, and you try to appreciate from the number that which is behind the number, the deeper element. Sipur is telling you a story, the story of, of Elikus. Not the number that's telling you about higher. It's telling you the story of godliness in this world. That's level one. Then comes and specifically, it's the energies of itself that reveal the hidden thought. That's the Maimorim of that's where it starts ninety five and on. Ninety five all the way through ninety eight. That is now revealing the hidden the source, the ten hidden spheres. And then, now comes finally what he learned in this Mimer, chapter 99 and on. They also reveal the infinite. So, so three things that the spheres tell us. That the Sipur does, that the Misper does. Misper, again, is more about the structure of existence. Sipur tells us, number one, it reveals the divine. Number two, um, it reveals the source of the divine and the structure, which is Basically, the ten hidden spheres, and then now it reveals the infinite. To know the level of the divine that is the grandeur, mufla, that's wondrous, and exalted, and how it is beyond us. In other words, to know the existence of Eidein Sof, the infinite divine light, and how that infinite divine light exists. And also, how compared to Atmos, everything is nullified. It's a whole different level of knowledge now. Now, we're not talking about understanding how God created existence and revealing the divine within the structure. Now we're talking about revealing the divine on its own terms. That's beyond the structure. And now the structure is completely nullified compared to it. 
Shagilu Batsilis and and this Gili isn't Atsilis, but they Teramitsus Agili Gamlamata. And through our efforts and bring Teramitsus, we also bring this down, this perspective also below. Without Atsilus, it's going back to the whole, it would not have any of these revelations. It's only through the creation, bringing into being Atsilus specifically, which is reveals the concealed. That's how all these revelations come to be. And this is what it says in Sefer That is, speak with them in a form of yearning and return, tension and resolution. Meaning that the revelation of the energy is not in a form of speech. What is that? He says in parentheses, that speech, as we said, the Kala is Ratsay, she's hungry, thirsty. And Dasalian is the response, Shuv. Misaprim kveit kel that you quench that thirst. Vegam v'dabru hupchinis malchus da'ak. The level of the dabru is also the level of malchus of ak. Oi malchus de ensef, or the level of malchus of ensef. Shazayin bechinis sipur. Because remember, we're talking everything. If you remember, he spoke everything on those levels of malchus. If you remember, there was a place where he spoke about malchus of atzilus, malchus of ak, and malchus of ensef. Said that earlier. Um, I have to find it, but you said it earlier. Anyway, so bottom line, at all levels you have this element of Malchus Dibur. If you remember that there's Malchus, how it's beyond Dibur, the way the, we said, Atta Kaddish, Rishim Kaddish. Where was that? That was, yeah, I think it's chapter 95. Yeah. Yeah, the bottom of 90, 184, one page 184. Okay, so that's Malchus. Because Malchus is always the one that tells the story in order to reveal energy. And as we can say, this is what Rabbi Shemtev said, Remember when he said, just like Dibur and Mikhtav, just like speech and a letter or a writing, explains, why does he say Dibur? Dibur is the level of energy. And mikhtiv is already, when you write it down, it's the level of containers. Like it says in the Mimer of Zeish Chuk and the explanation of that the containers of Atzilis are like the letters of writing. So therefore, now we have the Beb that Dibur is the Eir, Vidabru. And that's the air revealing, the airus of that. And the kalim I'm sorry, say that again. So one second, I, what I just said, I said Dibur is, is the air, um, then comes... Why do you say that? Oh, because the dabru, because the dabru is er. Yeah, yeah, because it's all. Listen, it's ultimately er is the revelatory force, but the uh, kalim are the critical because kalim without kalim you don't have the er manifesting. If you recall, that was a long discussion. So it's the kalim that really reveal the er, but the er then together he keeps saying er and kali reveal far more. A kali on its own doesn't reveal anything. A kali grounds the er and together. It's like, let's put it this way. If a person doesn't have, uh, God forbid, the containers, the instruments, the faculties of the soul remain concealed. 
Once you have the instrument, the, let's say the arm, now your seichel can launch your arm, you can write. But what does it write? Far more than just the hand. It writes the ideas that the air is bringing in. And that air is transmitting, first it's transmitting the revealed, then the concealed. The kaychas nalamim, like you said, hamshach nalamis, hasag nalamis, you know, the deeper a deeper dimension of uh, intelligence, and then reveals the Asalian Bleakful. But without the air, the Kali, all it is is just an inanimate Kali. So what he breaks it down is that the Mikhtav part is the container. The the, the Dibur is the air. The Yisavit here, air Dibur includes both Das Tachna and Das Elyon. And So it's like that. So it's like, essentially the container is the channel that then allows the air to channel everything else into you, to existence. Yeah. Do we conclude the mimer, or we should stop here? Hmm? Okay. Let's. Uh, so we'll stop here. It's a, it's a long chapter. It's another whole paragraph. We'll stop here. So we did chapter one hundred three, page one ninety seven and one ninety eight, and summarizing, concluding the section. Our sphere comes from the word story, and the whole story that's told, discussed in this chapter. We finished 103, we didn't finish the mimer where he actually sums up and explains the Pasuk, Elo tells us. Yeah, yeah, essentially. But then uh, we'll do it, okay. We'll stop here. Got it.